Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Cazetta! Yay! Yay! We have got an amazing episode for you this week, and we are joined by Good Morning From Hell and Rooster Teeth's own Blaine Gibson. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> the devil's little brother, Clayton. Uh, yeah, Blaine is a very good friend of the show, and we were covering the, the devil, and we were like, Blaine, you should come on. You're an expert on the devil. And, um, well, it turns out that Blaine doesn't know a whole lot about the devil, but is a very good sport for learning. It was, uh... An amazing time. Really enjoyed having him on. Really enjoyed this fucking episode, by the way, Paige. This was yeah, so Yeah, this was great. really interesting. Thank you. Next week's going to be even wilder. I can't wait. Ooh. Hell yeah. Um, literally, hell yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but, but before we start the show, I wanted to get some of our plugs out of the way. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can do so by going to... Or, if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can follow us at Colt Podcast. Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show. You can also send us an email to ColtPodcastShow at gmail.com. And if you want to send us any sort of fun hell-based stuff, I guess, this week, 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237, Like, like the shining. shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. And if you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you can do so by going to at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O, M-A-N-D-O. Wait, I forgot. You just say M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. Yeah, M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff, do you remember? all one word. Do you remember how you Let do me your just get it. Let me just do, do it. Remember? Let me just do it. M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff, all one word. Hey guys, if you want to follow your girl Andrea Gazetta, she's on TikTok now at <laughs> at Andrea Gazetta Yay. Fuck you. <laughs> because just Andrea Gazetta was taken. Fuck you. So it's Andrea Gazetta Yay. I'm on TikTok. It's all just videos of me painting <laughs> with Armando's music in the background. I just figured out what F wait F Y. FYP means. I it's, just figured it out today. It's for your pussy. And it's, <laughs> it means the video's so good you want to stick it up inside. Oh, like a like a crystal. That's great. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that. You'll get a yeast infection. <laughs> yeah, if you want to check out my videos on TikTok, I'm there. Check me out on Instagram at Andrea Gazetta. Uh, if you want art, it's AndreaGazetta.com for that. Have a great day. I love you. I love you too. And I am also on TikTok primarily so I can send Andrea upsetting videos about crafts and dancing <laughs> and songs about dogs. Uh, but if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's at Rampage Wesley. On Instagram, at, at Rampage Wesley as well. And on Twitter, at Page Wesley. Uh, feel free to send me all your weird shit. I look forward to it. Perfect. And uh, if you're looking for a new place to listen to Colt Podcast, might we suggest Rooster Tea? Rooster Teeth is, I don't know how I was going to finish that sentence. Um, Colt Podcast, along with a bunch of other really great content like Blaine Gibson and Krista Maris's Good Morning from Hell, uh, is available on roosterteeth.com or on the official Rooster Teeth app. Uh, you can also download the app on a bunch of fucking different 
devices like your fucking Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick. I just saw that you can do it with like Android enabled TVs now, I think is, I hope that was a real thing and not just something that I read in cyberpunk, but uh, yeah, you can watch us pretty much anywhere you want to now. And that's super awesome. So again, roosterteeth.com or download the Rooster Teeth app on your device. Uh, and I think without any further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. 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 Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andrea Gazetta! Yay! Yay! And with us we also have... Uh, Blaine! Sorry. <laughs> Still my favorite thing to do to every we, guest. We... we we have we don't really have guests on that frequently so whenever we have to introduce them we don't have like a pattern so it's always just a toss-up of what's going to happen but we like to start off with a sense of panic uh i love this this gotcha mindset to bringing on guests like yeah. just like scaring the shit out of them by the way thank you for coming you've got to talk about the devil hope you're ready <laughs> but, uh, uh. Thank you for coming this week. We're super happy to have you. And uh, we've done series in the past around Christmas. And uh, we've done, let's see, White Christmas with the KKK. We've done a series on Krampus before. (laughs) And this Christmas, we thought it would be a good idea to, I don't know, address the misspellings we've seen in children's letters to Santa. (laughs) So this year, we're doing the Satanic Panic. We thought it'd be great since you have a ton of experience uh, with Hell from Good Morning from Hell, your show on Rooster Teeth, and it's been requested in our Facebook group and just in general a ton. Are you guys ready? I'm so ready. I am. I am so excited for Christmas with the devil. What is? What I, do you? What do you think Satan does when he gets an accidental Santa letter? Do you think he honors it? <laughs> I think he does, but never in the way that you expect. Like you ask for one thing and he technically gives it to you, but in the way that is the most painful. Like if you wanted the house to yourself for a weekend, he'd kill your whole family or something crazy. Like, like a that. monkey paw situation where it's like, I want my dad home for Christmas. And then he brings him home in like a body bag or something messed up. <laughs> exactly. <Jesus>. Exactly. <laughs> yes. That sounds exactly like him. He'd totally do that. I'm pretty also, sure we're just rewriting the plot of Pet Cemetery at this point. <laughs> Ooh, nothing comes back the same. Let's reboot it a third time, baby. <laughs> this time Satan gets hit by the truck. I'm I'm also super glad that you guys are like, all right, we're doing an episode on Satan and the devil. Let's get Blaine. He's a he's the resident Satan guy. <laughs> like, I mean, this is your fault for making a show about hell. It really is. You have no one to blame but yourself. You're related to the devil in the show. You play Clayton, who is the uh, the brother of Satan. And we know Mata, that have you, you ever heard of 
I was, was going to say, have you ever heard of fiction? <laughs> <laughs> well, we assumed you had to do copious amounts of research yeah. to get into character. <laughs> Don't you do tons of research? Don't you cite sources before every episode? When I came Ooh. on as a werewolf, I studied the, the subject of werewolves for three months to do that episode. <laughs> I threw people off cliffs, man. <laughs> It's like we asked you guys to be on like a week before we recorded. I don't even know. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Paige. Let's let's hop into to hell. Let's let's I want to hear about this. Let's do it. Let's get into our sources. We're going to start off with an introduction to Islamic civilization uh, by Cambridge University Press by R.M. Savory. We then have the duality of gods and men uh, from the Joukowsky Institute for Archaeology at Brown University. We have where did Satan come from? Spoiler alert, it's Cleveland. <laughs> when a god loves a woman really a lot, and sometimes they have a baby together. Really a lot. By Laura Gegel for LiveScience.com. And then we also have the Bible, the book of Genesis, the book of Job, the book of Daniel, the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, the book of Luke, and Revelation. If you read it one more time, you legally have to write a manifesto. <laughs> uh, page... Which version of the Bible, if I might ask? I typically used New International Version, uh, although I do pull King James, and then I also pulled the Hebrew and Greek translations for this episode, because... Did you say Hebrew versions? Virgins? I heard that, too. I, <laughs> Hebrew versions, uh, just because going back to the original text gives us more context than we have in our translations. Hebrew virgins are the Hebrew nationals that never get used. Oh... Oh, wrinkly. That's real <laughs> mm, upsetting. Jake has been playing Cyberpunk 2077, and I had my phone on at the time, and it somehow managed to trigger dictation on my phone, and it just typed out fuckable meat, which then prompted the discussion of, like, what is the most fuckable meat? And it's clearly a hot dog. Yeah. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got the casing and everything, yeah. They're... Yeah, I've definitely never thought about this before, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we also have The History of the Satanic Panic in the U.S. and Why It's Not Over Yet by Aja Romano for Vox. We then also have Does Subliminal Messaging Really Work by Tara Santora for LiveScience.com. And we have Official Memorandum Subject MK Ultra Subproject Number 83, which again is going to come in in later episodes, but we did have to pull some of it for this episode as well. So we'll be listing it again later. And those and those ones aren't declassified yet, so we had to sneak onto a base to get them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I did a Naruto run right at the Area 51 to get it. Just kidding. This was actually in the batch that was released by the FBI. What is the time frame? Like, how long is it? How many decades? Uh, the FBI files get released after about, I believe... 50 years so these were just declassified the you can freely search them on the internet so we should be fine okay so we won't see like a random laser dot like circle around under your forehead <laughs> you can access you can access declassified documents faster than you could use awesome. mickey mouse as like general public that's true <laughs> yeah. that's kind of upsetting when you phrase it that way <laughs> I know. you got to bleep that out so all the times that Mickey Mouse shows up in the classified <laughs> documents, he's redacted? Yeah. Interesting. That's where that's that's why Hitler's gotten away with it. He was hiding at Mickey's clubhouse. 
So this week, the thing that we're going to dive into is the history of the devil and just who is he? Where does he come from? Where do we get our modern cultural version of the devil? And a lot of people probably think that we're going to start with the Bible on this one, but that is wrong. We got to go back further. Greek, Egyptian mythology, further than that. We're actually starting in the Fertile Crescent with one of the first documented organized religions on Earth. Uh, but Paige, from my <laughs> education as a child, the Bible was the first thing. I don't know what these dinosaurs are, but I... I figured you would say that, Blaine. <laughs> and I am ready for you. Because if you are a Bible person that's like, uh, the Bible includes a creation of the Earth, etc., for reference, when the Bible talks about the community that Abraham lives in, they're actually referring to the society that had their own religion already. That's why it's such a big deal in the Bible for Abraham to strike out on his own. Absolutely, the Bible does cover a creation story, but a lot of that is written later on and written from the perspective of people who have now lived among people who have other religions, and then they are recording their experience with their own deity separate from the communities at the time. So we're actually going to start with Zoroastrianism, which is the first documented monotheistic religion. Fun fact, Freddie Mercury of Queen is said to have been raised Zoroastrian. Oh, I thought he was their god. I thought that's <laughs> what you were saying. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know that he practiced for all of his life, but allegedly that is the religion he grew up with. Is that... Prove he's not. Is that, yeah, is that not a plot to one of their songs? One of their fucking 12-minute <laughs> long ballads? I'm pretty sure it is. That's like the fifth verse of Bohemian Rhapsody for sure. Anyway, uh, but the supreme deity in Zoroastrianism, which does, by the way, still exist in parts of the world, is... Ormazd, and I apologize, I am probably going to pronounce some of these incorrectly, I am trying my best. But the supreme deity creates two entities, one chaotic and destructive spirit, Araman, and his benevolent twin brother, Spenta Mainu. And this is really our first recorded indication of a religion establishing an evil archetype within their mythology. Something you'll notice about this is there's still an overarching deity. The evil entity that's created isn't on par with the supreme deity, but rather created by him and created in a way that we will actually see repeated through the bulk of history. When it comes to evil figures in most major religions, both in antiquity and in modern day, the name of the game is duality. And this is because humans experience duality and all of our recorded information and writings about these entities pass through the lens of their human writers we write the things that we know so it's kind of like the whole uh god created people in his image sort of thing like are we're trying to like imagine that what's his name the god the, the no the other one it's pronounced <laughs> o-m-a-z-d omazd i'm probably wrong yeah there. is he like a, a, a being that is huge? he actually he looked like a mazda that's how he got the name <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to get something where it's like, it's pronounced. <laughs> With my luck, absolutely. Yes. You have to chant it in a certain order while throwing bones on the ground. It's a whole thing. It is common, though. Like, if you study world religion, it's really common that whatever the deities are, they reflect the values of the culture. 
So like if the culture says this is what we think is important, these are the things that we think are good or bad, you're going to have deities that reflect those values. Yeah, that's why I pray to Instagram. <laughs> Not far off. Well, and, and to a degree, yes, that is correct, because the only information we have about these deities is written by humans. So we are bound to whatever humans have decided to tell us. We don't have necessarily uh, any record of this outside of our own human experience. And so based on whatever those humans are experiencing at the time, that's what they're going to write. Now, even in their human form of writing this, there is a supreme deity that is overarching. And then that deity creates the duality of good and evil, which is something that we definitely see in man. Anyway, so because humans experience duality and they're the ones recording all of the information, so all of our information passes through the lens of human writers, we know that nature and magic-based religions also have their own version of this as well. It's this idea that the magic or ritual is not bad in and of itself, but rather it's the intention of the practitioner that shapes it. If we look at Greek mythology and, by further extension, Roman and Egyptian mythologies, gods are not necessarily bad or good. Rather, they take on very human attributes and are swayed by emotions or vanity. And in many cases, they're a lot like the humans who wrote about them. I'm a Christianity purist, and I only read Christian legends, which is kind of like Star Wars legends. <laughs> yeah. Whole yeah. different universe. I can't wait for the Bible cinematic universe, though. It's going to be lit. So many battles, so many crazy powers. I'm here for it. It's going to be great. I forgot when Disney acquired Jesus. That was a good, that was a good year. Yeah, he got a lot more family friendly. They like photoshopped out all the blood. I don't understand. In their pajamas. He puts the beans into the coffee machine and forgets the filter sometimes too. Wow, what a coincidence. Just like me. Oh, I thought you guys were talking about like tabloids. Like, did you guys see Zeus going out with uh, Angelina Jolie? She's spicy. She is killing it. And she is also a swan. <laughs> I saw Zeus in the swan at Starbucks. <laughs> okay, okay. People often think of Zeus as good and Thanatos or Hades as bad. But in reality, they just control the realm of the dead. It's not bad. Everyone dies. Death is unfortunate, but it's a natural part of the human experience. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. And to show you that Zeus is not necessarily the good guy, I have some examples. All right, so let's get into this. So for our first example, Leda was the wife of King Tyndarius, and one day Zeus turned himself into a swan and came to Leda for protection against an eagle. He then seduced her, although sometimes people consider this rape. And honestly, I don't know a lady that's going to be like super into a swan in a romantic or sexual way. So I'm thinking that maybe, maybe, I don't know what he would have said to her as a swan to like sway her, but whatever. Huh. Sorry, that's how he communicated <laughs> Also, did he have that weird swan, like, screw dick that the large birds have? Oh, absolutely. Corkscrew yeah. dick is a necessity. There's no way this story works without it. So she ends up getting pregnant and laying two eggs, because why not? Totally normal. And there are conflicting stories about it. what exactly happened here. Some people suggest that she also had sex with her husband that night. 
and that some of their resulting children were his, uh, some sort of swan-human hybrid. But regardless, the general consent, the general consensus seems to be that the children were Castor, Pollux, and Clymenestra, and Helen, as in Helen of Troy, the one with the face that launched a thousand ships. I mean. The number one thing that all these Greek stories tell me is that there was a lot of bestiality that people just accepted. Yeah, it's not even weird that she fucked the swan. <laughs> it's weird that she gave birth is what the story feels like. I mean, like. it's all weird. Like, it's weird that she's fucking, but it's way weird that she's giving birth to hybrid children and everyone just accepts it as normal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. So... Zeus didn't just limit this to the lady. There was one case where a young man named Ganymede, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, uh, Zeus was attracted to him, so he turned himself into an eagle and abducted him to Olympus, where he allegedly became his sex slave, which pissed off Zeus's wife, Hera. Whoa. Oh, my I God. Wait, does this imply that the first eagle was trying to do that to the swan? Is this what <laughs> eagles do? I think so. I mean, if it's canon, wait, I would when, say. And that includes the Philadelphia Eagles and the band, the Eagles. My favorite eagle is the one that tried to bite President Trump. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot about that. That's my favorite eagle. If we're ranking eagles, that's my favorite. Yeah, well, this Zeus eagle is the bottom. I do not like this yeah. Zeus eagle. He's very this is, this is yeah. Kevin Spacey Zeus. I don't like this version of Zeus. <laughs> But it gets weirder because in another one, a beautiful woman named Europa and her friends went out into the field to pick flowers. Zeus saw her and decided that he was going to have her. So he transformed himself into a beautiful, gentle bull. So gentle that he got Europa to pet him and eventually ride him on his back. At which point, still as a bull, raced into the sea and began swimming towards Crete, where Europa would then become the queen of Crete. Get, jump mm. off the bull. I mean, <laughs> if you're in the water, yeah. you can just swim away. Yeah, I, I don't know if cows can swim. Apparently they can. I don't think so. Oh, they so. can. They what? super can. Yeah. Really? Cows can swim? Are you serious? Have you never seen a cow in a pond? No. I've seen them okay. wade, you well, know, when the cowboys are, like, taking them across the Rio yeah. Grande and shit. Yeah. They can swim. I haven't seen an extra bedroom. What makes you think <laughs> I've seen a cow in a fucking lake? I grew up in California, and so I've seen, like, a, a pit bull, like a rowdy pit bull, but never a cow up close. <laughs> The closest thing I've ever seen is one time I almost fell into Echo Park Lake, and that that's the closest thing. Hey, I've they have swan boats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, this is one more Tales from the Countrylands. Yeah, cows can swim. I, yeah. Damn, what I'm trying crazy. to wrap my head around is how these stories of gods, like, kind of doing weird date rapey shit, like, stood the test of time, and, like, were there, were there lessons in these? Yeah, the, I think the lesson here is animals be raping, so, you know, keep your distance. I think the yes, lesson is fucking gods don't be fuck raping. With swans. <laughs> or, yeah. Or if you fuck a bull, you could become the queen of an island or something. Like, Crete. Yeah. yeah. You could become queen. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but those, uh, those mechanical bull rides in bars, that's Zeus trying to wow. find his next wife. We have so many of those in Texas, too. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know if you know, but like Texas is Zeus's breeding ground. He is there all the time. You wouldn't think so, but yeah. We, we have so many. I don't know why we needed robot ones too. It's, we got plenty of cows. <laughs> no lakes though, huh? Uh, we got a couple lakes. We got Ladybird Lake in Austin, but it's a river. So I don't really know. That's not a lake. Yeah, we got what? our waters all mixed up and shit. Did they name it after the dog from King of the Hill? Uh, I think the dog in King of the Hill is probably named after the I lake. Think that, yeah, I think that went the other way around. <laughs> I just imagine that water is so scarce in Texas that they just see a body and they're like, I don't know, must be a lake. Don't know what to call it. Never seen it before. You fancy uh, LA people are taking over Austin anyway, so it's well, it will all be one at some point. <laughs> I forgot, yeah. We get it. You don't want us to visit you. Fine. No, I got an extra room that's well, completely fucking empty that you guys can, like, yeah, shack up say. in. Sick. I'll be over there next <laughs> week, buddy. <laughs> Blaine's just angry because his fucking new neighbor is Joe, uh, yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's Alex Jones, actually. But Oh, yeah, with his massive tank oh, that he Jesus. takes to the grocery store and shit, just rumbling down the street like it's fucking normal. <laughs> It does Uber rides in it. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be crazy. Could you imagine if he pulled up and he's like, I'm Alex, your driver. <laughs> it's called they call it Uber Double XL. <laughs> Get in, help me stop the frogs from being gay. <laughs> oh, accurate. Very accurate. All right. Let's let's get back to, to seriousness. So Hell yeah. If we look at Judaism. Fun fact, Judaism doesn't really have a devil either. In fact, the Old Testament in its original language does not necessarily suggest the devil as we've grown to think of him in pop culture. Rather, these older translations suggest demons in general or tempters. I think we call them bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> and we call crucifixes crystal. Exactly. This is what's haunting Becky at Starbucks. That, that works. Yeah, do you that's... think that crystals do the same thing? Yeah, as yeah. Bad vibes are demons, and then to get rid no. of the bad vibes, you put up a crystal to you or inside of you. I'm not sure how that part works, and then that gets rid of the bad vibe. Yeah, that's not a at all what that is. I, I mean, okay, yeah. So explain to me how this is different from a demon and a crucifix, because no one has done that yet. Uh, I get crucifixes our New Testament, first of all, because that's Rome. But secondly, crystals are just rocks that people assign meaning to. And... I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow puts them like... Yeah, I mean, like, people be putting yeah, them in their bras, yeah. their socks, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like no one puts crucifixes in them. I think that's the biggest difference. Oh, I... <laughs> I... Whoa! Whoa. Wholeheartedly disagree with that. <laughs> okay, well, we need to move on before we all burst into flames. <laughs> only, yeah, only in The Exorcist, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. I'm I'm just going to say, don't put a crucifix up there. Yeah, it's it's never good. It's never good when you're in you. It's not good when no, you're on I, one. It's just I would generally not imagine bad. so. It's not even good when you put a jade egg in there. I'm sure it's even worse when it's so our Lord much and Savior. All the splinters. Ow. <laughs> so as many of these stories were translated over time, a lot of these demons in these stories are combined into what our modern translations refer to as the devil. Here are some examples. 
the serpent in the Garden of Eden. That's basically listed as a demon or a tempter. The same thing with the tempter of Job. So it's kind of like Power Rangers, where if you take a bunch of little ones, you can create a mecha demon, which uh, is the devil. Yeah. Okay. Now, there is a reference in the New Testament, both in the book of Luke and the book of Revelation, to a fallen angel who takes one third of the angels with him who then become demons. And by the time the New Testament comes around, all of the stories of the tempters are now unified underneath a common name, Satan. So what changed? Well, the landscape of Judaism changed. See, just like any other religion, not all Jews believe all the same stuff. And at the time of Jesus's life and subsequent years, there was a growing popularity in a type of almost radical Judaism that rejected Roman rule. And this is part of why Jesus ends up on trial with the Romans anyway and is later executed. The Romans were dealing with literal insurrection from people preaching extremely similar doctrines to what Jesus is recorded as preaching. And this group was pretty fucking intense. They kind of had a for us or against us vibe. Only a Sith deals an absolute page. And, and vodka. Christianity, apparently. <laughs> Only vodka's deal an absolute. And based on some of the demonology of older scriptures, they came up with the perfect name for anyone who disagreed with them. Satan. And it means devil, tempter, or deceiver. Now, because Jesus' teachings of being the Messiah and bringing about a new kingdom kind of jived pretty well with this group, there was a lot of overlap. And some people were still like, hey, we don't think he's the Messiah, but we're down with a new kingdom that isn't Rome. Well, if history has taught us anything, the only way to instate a new leader is to have a bull take them across <laughs> a lake and storm the gates of the kingdom. I love the idea that OG Christianity comes with heavy fuck the police energy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> so as we covered on our Revelation and the Apocalypse Speculation Zone episodes, priests start calling each other the Antichrist during the canonization as a way to cast aspersions or criticize people who don't believe the same as you. I'm just imagining that Spider-Man meme, but with the, the pointing at each other. <laughs> yeah, where they're pointing at each other. <laughs> oh, this is so great. I forgot I forgot that priests were dropping diss tracks against each other. That was such a great Wait, time. so like oh, is canonization yeah. where they basically just have like a writer's room where they were all just kind of like slapping yes. that's that must have been the saddest yeah. writer's room. <laughs> and Eminem was actually in that writer's room. I was going to say, cancel culture would be so much cooler if we just called each other Antichrist or Satan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? Kind of. It is that. Yeah, a little right? bit, yeah. You're treated as such. It's, but. I feel like it's more like a, a low-key witch hunt situation where it's just like, oh, if you don't agree with me, like I could just call you a fucking communist or something. And then that, like, damn. You covered a lot of ground because I'm just not realizing we haven't even hit the, well, no, we're in the we're in the 80s at this point. Yeah. Because they're canonizing the the, the Bible. So. Yeah, to clarify, we're in the year like 98 AD to like 300 AD, give Jeez. or take. That was, I thought George R.R. R. Martin was taking a long time to write his book. Nonsense. George R.R. R. Martin would have way more characters in his book. <laughs> so that begins to be conflated with the concept of Satan as well. 
and the church mostly went with this until about 1265, when Dante Alighieri publishes the Divine Comedy, the Inferno portion of which contains a detailed description of hell, demons, and the devil. Now, an interesting side note is that Dante himself is often considered the father of the Italian vernacular, which is super interesting, but that's not why we're here. Hmm. That's, it makes sense because the Italian language is a fiery <laughs> language. It's very passionate. Yeah, he came up with the hand motions and everything. But in all seriousness, it's because this is one of the few things that was widely printed and distributed at the time. And so because it was so popular, it kind of contributes to spreading a common language. So it, it was... <clears throat> you mean it spreads like wildfire? Oh. Ooh. It's like the twilight of that era, because that was fan fiction of Harry Potter originally, right? <laughs> and this is fan fiction for the Bible. No, you're thinking Fifty Shades of Grey was fan fiction of Twilight. Shit! Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Twilight is actual fiction written by a Mormon lady who's afraid of sex, but definitely probably read the True Blood books anyway. But what we're dealing with here is some hardcore Bible fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels it like. Absolutely. I fucking love Twilight, though, dude. I fucking love Twilight. I'm a big Team Edward guy, too. That's what's fucked up about it. Yeah. I'm kind of more Team Jacob because Edward is basically, like, stalking her and gaslighting her. And Jacob's just dumb and shirtless most of the time. No, I don't like Jacob. Jacob's, Jacob falls yeah. in love with a baby. Jacob does fall in love with a baby. He play, Jacob is the most Zeus-ass motherfucker <laughs> in that whole book. <laughs> He's just turning into animals, having relationships with babies. It's upsetting. Yeah, honestly, now as an adult, I'm team Bella. Like, I just want her to give up everyone and just, like, do her own thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, girl. Find yourself. Find someone who respects you. Don't be all or nothing. Find someone who's not going to fall in love with a baby. I just want Batman to come out for HBO Max. Is all I (laughs) I am excited for Batman. I'm thinking Robert Pattinson and how I wish he'd stuck in COVID. Oh, Oh, same. Hard same. Let's get back to Dante. Here are some things that show up in Dante's Inferno that we don't have records for previously, but are now basically considered canon as far as hell and the devil go. Gehenna in the New Testament is described as a place where both body and soul could be destroyed. That's from Matthew 10, 28. And it's also described as having unquenchable fire. That comes from Mark 9, 43. And this word is translated into English as either hell or hellfire, but that's not a direct translation. We don't necessarily have an exact English word for this. This is just as close as we can get. But Dante takes this concept way further and way 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 more specific so from dante that's the first place where we get the levels or circles of hell and it's also where we get the river of fire now this is kind of interesting because this seems to be lifted from greek mythology and the river Styx. the bible doesn't necessarily have any info about a hell river mainly just a pit so it's so it's partially pit partially a river so they got they got Ladybird Lake in fucking hell too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They are also bad at diagnosing what is a river and what's a lake. Uh, but regardless, it's full of fire. Uh, he's also one of the first people to suggest that the river itself is fully on fire. Not sure how that's working because rivers are usually water, but in this case, it's fire. 
Those who were violent in life are forced to hang out in a river of boiling blood and fire, because why pick just one? And if anybody tries to inch up out of the water, a centaur shoots them with arrows and they sink back down to their appropriate level. Flatterers have to live in a sea of excrement. It represents the shit nice. they spoke in what, life. What? Wait, 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 wait. Flatterers, like somebody who just like... It, all in No, like no, flat earthers. They have to live in a river of poop. Oh. <laughs> so they can constantly check the curvature of the earth using the lake method. Okay. Exactly. They can only see the dome from the water horizon. And the fire makes it tough, but they oh. do it. This is also one of the hells of Hinduism, except that the river also includes Man. blood and urine. So fun. There's there is at least one really kinkin', kinky German guy out there that's just like counting all on all of this to be true. <laughs> we go water skiing on the shit river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Hans. And really, any specific punishment listed for hell likely has its roots in Dante. So let's get into what the devil allegedly looks like. Currently, we would think of the devil as like a red guy with big satyr energy. Satyr, satyr. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Please don't send me a million emails. I'm very tired. Um, I think of this like evil Mr. Tumnus from Nardia. We've got cloven hooves, horns, the whole nine. But a lot of this comes later because up until the Renaissance, the devil was largely depicted as an angel because that's what the Bible says he is, a fallen angel. Wait, so, and I think I learned this from you guys, but, like, the old interpretation of angels wasn't like halos, heavenly wings. They were, like, rock people or some shit. Yeah. They are balls with cool. eyeballs. Like, they're just, like, these masses with wings and eyes. So many eyes. Yeah, they're these, fucking Cronenberg monster. They're horrific. Balls the only book eyes. I've ever read that depicts angels that is biblically accurate is... Uh, a wrinkle in time. Honestly, those are my favorite memes in the Facebook group. Please, please keep sending them. They're hilarious. Man, now I feel bad for like people that, you know, if heaven is real and all that stuff goes to plan, they go up to heaven. They're like waiting for this like awesome angel experience and they're going to be like horrified when they find out what's going on up there. <laughs> I mean, at least I'm prepared for it. So you're good with it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm prepared for that to be the norm. What's his name at the pearly gates is just the monster from the thing. <laughs> I'm fully prepared for that too. So as all of the demons in the Bible get kind of combined, there's a shift in how the devil's depicted and it's wild because some of them are kind of like satyrs and that's the one that eventually sticks. But it's probably modeled after the Greek god Pan, Dionysus, or Bacchus probably because it was a favorite of Rome and a lot of the devil is tied to a hatred of Rome in these early days. He was their mascot. They had like a big foam headed Bacchus running around cheerleading for them is what you're saying. Fun fact, the name Dennis is based off of the word Dionysus named after that God. So if you know anyone named Dennis and they really love to drink. Yeah, that's accurate. true. My cat was drunk all the time. <laughs> 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 That fool was always lighting up some dank-ass catnip, yeah, dog. Dude. <laughs> anyway, people would also freestyle it. So there are pics of the devil as like a weird evil bird or like a lion-bird hybrid. People just kind of painted whatever they thought was gross and wilded out. <laughs> well, her <laughs> this, 
Hey Mike, your 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 picture of Satan looks a lot like your mom. Do you, <laughs> do you need to talk? Is everything okay? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, Paige, but at this time, part <laughs> of the way that Christianity spread is it spread under Roman rule. And so as Romans came in and they overtook other civilizations that had their own gods, their own deities, and their own beliefs, the the ideas of Christianity that they were forcing onto other people kind of altered and changed in every region. And so that might be part of why we're seeing this. Well, yes and no. Rome had a pretty unique way of conquering people. And it doesn't really become a Christian nation until the Emperor Constantine. And hmm. so as they're conquering people, they kind of just let people be and let them do their own thing. But as they start to lose their grip on their empire as a whole, that's kind of when the conversion to Christianity happens. And there's pushback against the persecution that Christians got from the Romans to now persecute people on the flip side if they don't accept Christianity. And that's where the shift kind of comes. And that's really not too long before this is happening. So that could probably be why we see this shift as well. But Dante gives a pretty clear description, which really jives with the Seder version, and that's why that starts to stick. This is also going to come into play when we talk about the devil's fiddle. Where does he get a fiddle? Now, it's possible that this is an attribute that was floated earlier as a particular insult to Emperor Nero, one who was particularly harsh on Christians and who is said to have played the fiddle while Rome burned. Although there have been many sources that suggest that that is not true. And that was something that was really kind of spread to make him look even worse. Um, and that he wasn't necessarily there at the time, but that definitely could be why the fiddle has a negative connotation in regards to the devil imagery that they associated with the fall. Huh? Pan, Bacchus, Dionysus are often depicted with a lyre. So that is often something in the mix, a stringed instrument in general. But fiddles particularly are not a common attribute until we arrive in the American colonies. Now, in between uh, committing genocide and being horrible to the local tribes that actually already lived there, the colonists were having a rough time in America. Uh, life was hard, they were in a new place, and so they start to invent folklore about the forest around them and the dark things living within it. And this happens around the same time as the witch trials. We start to get American folklore of a cloven-hoofed creature tempting people with a fiddle. Ah, yes, the fiddle, the sexiest of instruments. Mm -hmm. I would have guessed saxophone, but apparently I'd be wrong. <laughs> And these descriptions figure heavily into the witch trials as people are accused of dancing in the woods with the devil who tempted them out to the forest with a fiddle. I want to see what their image of a dancing person would be, like what that dance looks like, you know? Oh, it's definitely the Dougie. I mean, they're getting down. It is a whole thing. You're both wrong. Nah, it was twerking. It was straight up twerking. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, and it was uh, okay. on beat. Was That's how they knew it was supernatural. Yeah, white people would never be on beat if there wasn't magic involved. <laughs> if it was like the 60s, like shimmy, you know, where they're like biting their lip, you know? The Batusi, just twitching <laughs> it. That would be the best. Like, I would be okay with that dance. But all of this is to say that the devil as we know it in modern day is a lot newer than we think. 
and not much of it is based on the Bible. And that lack of evidence is going to come into play in a huge way because the witch trials stop and Christianity remains the most popular religion in America and Canada for another 200 plus years. And this shared religious knowledge gives way to a huge shift in the way the devil is viewed in relation to society. And that's where we'll pick up next week. Damn. Dang. I learned a lot. That was, uh, yeah, I didn't know. Because I knew that Satan was like an amalgamation of different things from different cultures. And like sometimes it wasn't even directly referenced in like the Bible and stuff like that. But I didn't know it was to that degree that like his appearance has changed, you know. Yeah, one of the uh, I don't know if you'll you'll get into this on next episode, but one thing that I did know was for a really long time, depictions of the devil were as him being green instead of red, and then that switched over eventually too. So like even probably because one guy was colorblind and then <laughs> fucked it all up. Honestly, there's actually a really interesting story around that. The color green as a pigment is associated with death because it was deadly to create. So for a lot of times, because the devil is associated Damn. with death. That's why he was green. Um, Damn. It doesn't, factor, <laughs> it doesn't super factor into next week, but that's kind of why that happened um, because green was deadly to produce. It's also associated with absinthe and fairies and magical thought. That's fucking crazy, dude. I'm really curious to see how, like, what your take is on modern, like, Satan and all that stuff because I feel like the church or like the satanic church or whatever you want to call them they got like a new pr guy because like everyone's <laughs> like hey they're they're kind of okay they're really interesting they've gotten really well the satanic temple's gotten yeah. pretty pretty political the church of satan's a little bit different we'll go over both of them next week definitely but you're welcome to come on next week if you'd like to uh i should be in dallas but I, i'll try to bring some recording equipment i'd love to join devil Real quick, it's probably not going to be next week that we would record. It'd probably be the week after because we're going to record the next Trump and then this will come out and then we'll record that one. So if you're. B yeah. We can align dates after we're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'd, it I'd works totally out. be interested if you guys want me to. Oh, yeah. Be a guest this whole season, you fucking. Yeah. Or yeah. series, not season. <laughs> no, you said season. The okay. offer's there. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We got blame. So for next week, some of the things that we're going to be going over directly reference a lot of revelation and information from our Manson episodes, as well as our uh, Church of Satan episodes, as well as our Thelema and Sex Magic episodes. All of these are things that you might want to review, including our episode on the vampire cult. Yeah, you have homework. So there's a lot that you can kind of review for next week if you want to. Uh, you don't have to. I will also recap some of it so everybody knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, This has been a lot of fun. Blaine uh, knew all of this stuff, obviously, because like we yeah, said. Yeah, he does so much research. He's our Satan expert. Um, I personally am just really excited for us to get into the part where Paige just covers the entire series Lucifer on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is a sexy devil. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> I have not seen it, but it's been recommended to me a lot. I just don't find him that attractive. <laughs> I, it's a bad I show. Watch, it's a bad watched, show, and I love it. Did you see Devil's Advocate with Keanu? And, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Of that course. shit rules. Yeah. That, that movie is yeah. wild. It's, yeah. There's some upsetting That's like, shit in there. It's bad and great at the That's same peak, time. That's uh, peak Pacino, though. Yeah. He's just going nuts. Yeah. Just eating <laughs> he it up. chews on every bit of scenery in that movie. I'm always a little wary, too, of like, 
I feel like it depicts the devil. Wor- like, it's just not a great depiction. It's a lot of fake stuff. Same with the omen. Worse yeah. or like waters it down. Cause like, again, I don't want to spoil anything for next week and I'm probably not going to, cause I don't know anything, but uh, I, I like, I do feel like the perception of the devil has changed. Like now it's not as like scary and is like taboo to talk about. So I'm really curious to see how it, turns and when i think a lot of it's just pop culture making shit up and then the real shit is equally as interesting but just never used yeah it's it's yeah, like it's a less cringy version of the flying spaghetti monster basically um also <laughs> remember that and we will definitely get into this next week but the exorcist was one of those movies that was so scary people were like i've been cursed now ah like they thought their fucking lives changed after they yeah saw the exorcist movie. is going to factor heavily into next week just because it is a cultural touchstone that changes the framework of how people think about the spirit world and the devil in particular and it really jump starts a level of paranoia culturally that was kind of bubbling to the surface before but it kicks it into full swing and the lore of the exorcist really kind of overshadows real information so that's what people end up coming to believe and that becomes the version of the devil that people then use in pop culture (laughs) yeah and and now fucking any asshat with a voice acting talent can just go ahead and play <laughs> the devil's brother. <laughs> Zero amount of research, but still same amount of uh, of uh, weight to the lore behind it. All you got to do is just come up with some really shitty hell puns and you're, you're set. That's all you got to do. So even though I am on a horror movie podcast, I I have never actually sat through The Exorcist in its entirety because it bothers me so bad. It, it is a tangible fear for me. And there, there's a part of me that just doesn't want to let that information into my brain, if that makes sense. Dude, you just it, it basically described my childhood, like Christianity years, where it was like, if I thought too hard of dev- the devil, demons, things like that, oh, it was yeah. like I would be like manifesting more fears. Like I was just like, uh, like... Absolutely. You'd see a trailer for, oh, God, what were some of the Exorcist movies that were coming out when, like, we were kids? Mm. I, I think, like, like Paranormal Activity, like, when I was kind of late teens, maybe early 20s, that's when, like... How old are you? I'm 30. But that's when, like, I feel like possession content, like, really peaked. Like, that was super popular. Yeah. Because each generation has, like, their own, like, you know, horror figures, and I feel like that was ours. Demons. Yeah. I... <sighs> I'm really bothered by footage of possessions possession movies it's something that just gen like genuinely bothers me so much i find it difficult to watch i don't know if we when we talked about the omen i think that was a speculation zone episode and rosemary's baby i think they're those were both speculation zone it was a speculation zone episode um it was actually the devil it was the, the, oh the devil in pop culture yeah it was it definitely was i uh fun fact about the paranormal activity movies is uh one of my high school rivals uh he was older than me he's in like the fourth one or something and uh when the movie came out it was like a big deal only locally because most people don't even know there's a fourth paranormal activity movie yeah i was gonna say that guy that, that one's shit that's anyways, the so shitty one terrible there was like there was the the original, the sequel with the neighbors. There was a prequel, and then I think there was one where they like, 
is the literally when we did Paranormal Activity three on Horror Virgin. Yeah, it was pretty solid. We got yeah. so many comments about the fourth one being terrible. Marked ones is the the one done yeah. by the Latino director, right? That shit's that shit fucking bangs, dude. I love that movie. Um, but your 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 enemy, your arch nemesis, was in that, didn't you say? No, nah, he was in the fourth one. <laughs> and that's the prequel's the good one. The prequel's really good, and then the fourth one is like a webcam one. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's just it sucks. And then, uh, but my senior year of high school, he like came to our drama classes like end of the year party and was like the guest of oh. honor he gave this like big speech about how like if you tried really hard you could be a star just like him <laughs> i was like bro you were in fucking paranormal activity four and a nickelodeon what? show what has that guy been doing since i wonder what a i don't know oh. peaked in high school it's the best hell yeah dude <laughs> Oh, well, Blaine, thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait for this to start, like, influencing the way you guys do episodes because I know that you're going to take this information and use it totally. to the best of your abilities. This is, like, free Yeah, research. Clayton's going to be green now. Oh, God. Can you imagine how bad it, or how much worse it would be if you had to wear green makeup all the time? I dressed as the Hulk for Halloween, like, ages ago. It was, like, the first Halloween that I was, like feeling confident in my body image and that shit sucked i was finding ear like green in my ears for <laughs> weeks uh <laughs> just all over Damn. side note i found man bun hulk on the internet today and wow never never knew that the hulk was so handsome she's just been locked in the bathroom all day <laughs> i don't know what she's doing in there wait man bun hulk what are you talking about like lou frigno what are you saying no, no, it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lou Ferrigno with the man bun. Wait, you mean the one from the the memes? I don't know. Yes, I yes. Just, okay, the, they like take, they the one the from one Endgame. One or I haven't whatever. seen all the movies. I have no idea what happens. I haven't seen any of the movies you guys have talked about today. I, I think it's Endgame where Mark Ruffalo has like glasses and a sweater, and he's like hipster Hulk, and he's kind of looks like just like a buff hipster. <laughs> you can name any film, and I probably haven't seen it. You can do that. Andre is the best because I told we started watching uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, and I was like, "This is a biopic, by the way." <laughs> all, all of this really happened. It took me at least fifteen minutes to figure out it was not. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute." Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I love collaborating with you guys. And both Paige and Armando, you guys have been on the Good Morning from Hell, and Andrea. We need to get you on at some point. So, yeah, so we, can, we have Let's the holy trinity of cult podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I have to think of a good character. We'll we'll talk. We'll I'll think about. We'll it. record Sorry. in fifteen minutes, so I bet. <laughs> yeah, let's record all of this right now. Oh no! The uh, Good Morning from Hell is a really great show that Blaine does with uh, Chris Damaris, both of whom were on our America's Frontline Doctors episode a while back. Which oh yeah, was that was really fun. Also, just a buck wild uh, look into the crazy things that people believe demons could do. Um, <laughs> they, you know what? Now that you explained all that Zeus shit, it sounds really similar. Like it sounds like they were pulling some of that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the show is really great. I really enjoyed it. Every time I've been on, uh, I've gotten to play a Southern cult leader where I lose my Southern accent a bunch around people who are literally living in Texas. Yep. yep. And uh, and then I got to play a vegan werewolf. And Paige got to play. 
Uh, I got to play like an old timey, like ancient cult leader who was constantly throwing children into the sun. And then I got to play the girl from the ring who was like trying to learn and date and have a natural life while living in a well. They're all such <laughs> solid episodes. So I love having you guys on. Andrea, I'm excited to have you on too. Yeah, I definitely want to be, uh, what's her name from Legally Blonde? I just want to be that main character. <laughs> I don't. She's oh, in hell for some yeah. reason. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Hellwood. Hellwood. Oh, well, there we go. We right. There's the pun. <laughs> I I definitely want to play every like female romance movie heroine where you realize they're actually the villain. I love that trope. It's pretty great. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, thank you so much for being on. Where can people find you online? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Inst- well, Twitter is B Gibbles and Instagram is the underscore Blaine. And then I'm also just in Rooster Teeth content in general. We've been doing a lot of gameplay stuff and a lot of podcasts uh, during COVID. And I think that that's probably going to continue once the vaccine's out and we're back in office. Uh, so yeah, Rooster Teeth stuff. Yeah, a lot of great Among Us bits. Oh, yeah. Blaine and I have been playing Among Us with some of the Rooster Teeth crew uh, a lot lately, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I paid, I paid somebody $30 to kill Blaine. <laughs> oh, Was yeah. Was it worth it, Armando? I saw the receipts. <laughs> he does now. Thanks, the government. <laughs> yeah, I gave... Uh, <laughs> I used my stimulus check to pay... No, I... I <laughs> I paid him $30, and I guess other people paid him, too. So that guy made $61 from killing Blaine Gibson. God, I got to play Among Us. Uh, good friend you are, Armando. Just uh, <laughs> putting out fucking hits. Well, we're going to tag you in and swap Armando out. That sounds good. <laughs> uh, in real life, though. That's why Paige isn't allowed over anymore. <laughs> it's not because of COVID. No, I'm just Mr. Steal Your Girl. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We got our plugs done in the show before the show up above uh, or before the show up above. Yeah, we're recording this live in hell, by the way, right now <laughs> in location. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Blaine, so much for joining us. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, we're going to take it away, Paige. Yeah, I'm going to say for this one, don't drink the fiery hell river and mm. don't drink mm. the Kool-Aid. Bye. 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 Man, that swan story brings a whole different definition to honk if you're horny. <laughs> Legit. Bad. <laughs>